You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Happy Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network. It's Friday, July 28th. July is almost over. Episode, <laughs> I know, right? Episode 3,235 brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. You know what's hard to believe is we're at 3,235. <laughs> Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Before we get into the show, I wanted to mention I saw one of our auditors from North Dakota posted. You know who I'm talking about. It's been 100 degrees up there. Yeah, I, you know what? I was there doing the North Dakota Horse Expo, remember? Oh, I think yes. it was two summers ago. It was 108. <laughs> Why would you live there? It's literally 108 in the summer, and then it's Minus like negative 108. <laughs> 108, yeah, in the winter. Oh, my God. Chantel, what are you doing? Run away. Come here, baby. I got a bedroom for you. <laughs> I, it's warmer there than in Florida. It's crazy. That's it's nuts. nuts. Well, today we don't have any guests. It's just us. Uh, I went down the Reddit rabbit hole. We'll go through that. Uh, we got some horse talk for you. I have a story about, story about a lady's horse that applies to something I'm watching on TV right now, actually. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get angry at one point. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then we have some. Uh, you're gonna do a dramatic reading of one of our auditors' posts. Yes, today. Uh, it's been a popular thing to go onto the Facebook page and write shenanigans that happen with your horse in dramatic fashion. And we just thought maybe we should bring those to life. In a dramatic reading fashion. So right. I, we have a couple stored up. We're going to get to one today. All right. Sounds good. But first, we have to talk about the, of course, Chincoteague Pony Swim happened on Wednesday. We covered that. But then the annual auction happened yesterday to sell off some of the some of the babies. And what happened was there were 72 foals auctioned off. Wow. And they raised, get this, almost a half a million dollars, which was a record. What? 489 thousand dollars the average foal sold for six hundred six thousand seven hundred ninety two dollars good lord <laughs> the low was eighteen hundred dollars and that one the had high, three legs yeah. you, want, you want to hear the high um it was the buyback horse now to explain that what happens every year there's one filly or or colt that is bought back which means that the person that buys it basically is donating money and then then that uh, that baby goes back into the herd and stays there so they do that every year it's kind of to help the fundraiser right this year the money is going toward uh the bb farm that we have talked about that the museum was raising money to save the farm well all the money was going toward that the fire department agreed to donate it oh i think his because usually all the money goes to run the fire department. Yep. Well, the other money, the 489000 going to run the fire department, they oh, donated gotcha, the money gotcha. from this particular buyback full, which is another 43000 so that doesn't hurt, because that's what it sold for, $43,000. Oh, my it God. It was a record. Um, the highest bidder in the auction, the gr- it was a group called the Buyback Friends of the Wild Chincoteague Pony Herds. It won the rights to name the filly. That's what they get to do. And they named it BB's Perfect Storm. According to Darcy Cole, leader of the group, they chose the name to honor the perfect storm of people, businesses, and organizations that have come out in force to support Aww. the museum's bid to buy the ranch. So isn't that cool? That's kind of a cool story. Oh, I got goosebumps. They all got together and did this together. So it just shows there's good things still happening in the world. A lot of bad, but there's also good. I want to be wealthy enough where I can give somebody $43,000 <laughs> exactly. for nothing. Exactly. Me too. I mean, I would be the most charitable rich person in the world. I swear, if somebody wants to try me on that, I'm happy <laughs> to help I mean, myself. I do know, donate to charity every month. You know that. We've talked about that in the past. But it's a small amount. But I've done it. I've been religious about it. So it does make you feel good. But I've never been to the point where I could donate anything of any substance. <laughs> so maybe someday. Yeah. Uh, Daily Winnie time. Let's do that. And then we'll get on with the show. 
Bumped my mic. Uh, happy birthday to Lisa Lemke and Jamie Lay. We hope you have a terrific Lee. weekend. Lay? Lay? Lee. Lee? Uh, and? It's not that hard to pronounce. Lee? Just Lay? You. Well, it looks like Lay. Remember, if he mispronounces your name, it's a badge of honor. How do you spell Lay like the flowers? L-A-Y. I don't know. Uh, I don't this know. Is it L-E-I-G-H. Lee. Let's move on. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see how you spell the flowers now that I'm... Well, Jamie, please let us know how we pronounce your last name and tell Glenn I'm right. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, By the way, I just looked it up and it's uh, both... It is Lee. It is both an English surname and unisex given name, meaning meadow or delicate. So she's a delicate meadow, apparently. This is not complicated. It's also National Chocolate Milk Day. So, which, That's the, your problem, is you're all I hopped was, up on I sugar. Was, <laughs> I love chocolate milk. I think it's one of my favorite drinks ever. Even over alcohol, I'd take chocolate milk. I love chocolate milk. <sighs> so many of you constantly try to ruin my marriage. <laughs> so many of you sending me ads Not of horses, me. dogs, cats, goats, chickens, all the things that you think I should have. And um, the, the house is divided at this point in my <laughs> my house. So yesterday I went up to Horse and Hound uh, to pick up a couple new thoroughbreds. I trained a lot of the horses there to restart them and help get them adopted. And I picked up two lovely mares. One is ridiculous. I rode her in the arena today. First day. She was awesome. Uh, you can go check her out on Flyover Farm Jamie Jennings Facebook page. But here's the dilemma is that Nelda, who runs the rescue, oh, my God, she just accepted. Now, it's horse and hound rescue. So horses, there's like 47 thoroughbreds there. Please, somebody adopt one because there's too many. She also has like 50 to 60 dogs. I, and so I what, think that'd be harder than the thoroughbreds. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, like, she takes dogs that are old um, or disabled or so, like all these like if, if the shelter gets this a dog a saint. there's no way in hell i could do this <laughs> she's a saint you go there it's like the island of misfit toys comes running out to greet you it's like three like it's all the things like if if the uh, animal shelter in oklahoma city gets a senior dog like really old dog dropped off or found she takes it so they're all like super old. Like there's this whole like caged off area of dog, like a dog run. And then there's dogs everywhere running around. And I'm like, why are those dogs in there? How come they can't come out? And she's like, oh, well, those are the blind ones. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> of course they are. You're a saint. So she's amazing. She's an amazing woman. However, if people die or people can't take it, she'll take, she'll take dogs. She's just got this super huge heart. And my basset hound, Bella, came from her. When I got Bella, she was like nine. So not like super senior, but the owner died and the dog was left in the house and all this. So I got this basset hound. Well, somebody surrendered a freaking five-month-old basset hound puppy. Glenn. Didn't you just go through the basset hound puppy face? Yeah. And I want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. You want to be Nelda. And if you didn't have a husband I named know. Chad, you would be. Every time I drive up, I'm like, this is what my house would look like if I wasn't married to Chad. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so cute. And his name is Murphy and he's five months old and he needs me. He can't. How is he going to be well adjusted with all those senior dogs? He needs like a young Homer to play with Homer and Murphy. Wouldn't it be so cute? And so anyway, let me let me me, how old? Five months. Hey, Jennifer, uh, horse and hound has a five month old basset hound puppy. That'll be be good in a new land. Can't go very far. Won't run away. She said it's a long way to go for a puppy. Yeah, but we don't Come. need to bring the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring the truck. Bring the truck. <laughs> oh my god, I love it so much. So, um, yeah. Anyway, her dogs aren't aren't for adoption. Like they they literally go there to live out the rest oh, of really? their life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're not for. So I don't know what she's gonna do with this one aside from texting me pictures of it every day and try to get me divorced. <laughs> <laughs> so I we yeah, don't have anything crazy. going this weekend. Tell her we'll be over. 
Okay, come and get. And it's one of those little tricolor black one, the you know, black with like the white stripe down his nose, like tricolor. Oh my god, it's <laughs> okay. so cute. So think about the dogs we've had in the past since you've known us. What one breed of dog have we had? Greyhound. Is is a basset hound like the exact opposite of a greyhound? I mean, so, so I opposite. Think- once they're not puppies anymore, because Homer's still, he's a year old and he's still a puppy, but he's starting to kind of turn into Basset Hound, which is, I consider Basset Hounds, first of all, they're like emotional support animals for me. They just calm me down. I've always had Border Collies and Basset Hounds. So I'm like the two opposites. But what Basset Hounds are is I call them, they're pieces of furniture. They're your ottoman in your living room. (laughs) And they just, they'll like lay, they're so great. Um, Once they're a little older, they kind of calm down. So five months, you've got a good solid year of puppy, you know, playing and having fun. And then they, they divert to furniture. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds weird, but it's true. It's so great. Whereas the greyhound is always going at 40 miles an hour. Oh, you open the door. You suckers got to run. You know, (laughs) this one is like, Cool. That door's open. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to go that bad. Do you have any food? Cool. I'm starving. <laughs> hey, I saw you posted a clinic uh, coming up at your place. Yeah, I'm going to do another intro clinic. I've done one. I've been doing them every other year, but I did one last year. And I just I have so much fun teaching it. And it's and it's so fun to do it. Um, but it's going to be let me look it up here uh, because I can't I don't have it in front of me the dates. Uh, but the first two weeks of October, it's the intro course for Basically, if you if you want to get certified as a Monty Roberts instructor, which please, by all means, do, because we need more. Um, But also, it's just a great horsemanship course. So you learn join up, you learn tacking, you learn long lining, trailer loading, flies, anything to do with a horse. So, So half the day, the morning is in the classroom here in my house. And uh, then after that, we go out to the round pen and the second half of the day. And it is two weeks intensive. We've had four or five auditors take them and listeners take the, take the course. And uh, it's just a whole lot of fun. Um, I mean, it, it teaches you how horses learn and anything you can think of as far as education um, and and figuring out how to cause the horse to want to do something. Because horse training, Monty always says, a good trainer can make a horse do anything. But a great trainer can make the horse want to do that, do something. And, and that's kind of what we do is teach you how to start thinking about how to make your horse want to do something. So it's going to be um, October... Wait, that's last year's uh, 23. Anyway, the first two weeks of October and it starts on, let's see, July. Sorry, I'm, I should have been more ready for this. Uh, sorry, I should have warned you. You threw it at me. <laughs> October 2nd through the 13th. And I do have, th- there are hotels in the area. I do have one bed in a tiny house with like a single bed that if somebody wants it, it's theirs. The first person to call and sign up, they get a place to stay. Um, but it's a great time. All horses, all day for two weeks long, you'll get sick of me. So it's uh, fine. <laughs> and where do they just email you? Yeah, just email me, jamie at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me on Facebook, whatever you want, any, any of that. It's, it's a whole lot of fun. All right, sounds good. Hey, I have an update. Some people have been asking about Auditor Debbie. Remember, she was hiking the Appalachian Trail, one of our terrific auditors, and we've had yeah. her on a couple times. Well, she made it to New York on the Appalachian Trail, uh, but she's par- apparently having to take a break. She injured her right ankle a couple of weeks ago and tweaked it several times since. Uh, apparently, she did it. Uh, she's at the point of the trail where it gets really rocky. I mean, really big rocks. Boulder climbing. Think that with a 30-pound pa- pack on your back. Oh, to no, the- I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where uh, some of the boulders have to have rebar ladders in them to get over them. So that's what kind of climbing. And as she said, her ankle's not doing well with that. So she's hanging out at a hostel in the pretty village of Greenwood Lake, New York. And she's going to rest for a week. And then she's going to see what, what how her ankle feels and, and where she's going to go from there. So uh, she made it a long way. I mean, she's way more than halfway. She's probably going to be coming up on 1500 miles soon. So, oh my gosh. I know. Amazing. So we, we're wishing you the best, Debbie. Keep, 
keep uh, take a break, give that ankle some rest so that maybe you can continue. Also, did you see the news about Jason Service, the uh, the trainer for Thoroughbreds who was in trouble? I, I didn't see this until you, you posted this morning, but this is crazy and awesome. I'm so excited, well, and it makes me realize that Bob Baffert should probably stop countersuing because you, you, you got lucky. <laughs> well, the FBI has been investigating him and 40 others. You remember he was the one that w- uh, had maximum security that was disqualified in the 2019 Kentucky Derby for interference. Yeah, yeah. so well, maximum security broke out of the gate and crashed into somebody, but then went on to win and then was disqualified in 2019. Well, in March of 2020, this investigation started of 30 people by the FBI, of all people. It was a horse doping investigation, and Jason Service got caught up in it. Uh, He was sentenced on Wednesday to four years in federal prison after pleading guilty to participating in what prosecutors call a far-reaching doping scheme meant to improve the performance of his horses. So... um, so this is uh this is this could make some people very happy. <laughs> the uh anti-racing people very happy and also it makes me happy to know that they're actually going to pursue this which might make others a little more leery to exactly. break the rules. Exactly, making examples. So here's the thing, this is what I always think of when somebody gets in prison like they're all sitting around the yard talking. What are you in for? Murder? What are you in for? You know, robbery? What are you in for? Drugging horses. Like, <laughs> he could just say drugs, and uh, then he'd be all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's probably what I'll, drugs. Uh, drugging horses. Like what? Now the judge. W- judge had a lot to say. Apparently, in court, in the sentencing, he's. She said, "You put the lives of horses and jockeys who rode them at risk. You did endanger the horses in your care. Luckily, they didn't break down. You tried to gain an unfair advantage. I hope you accept that, but I don't think that you do. At the end of the day, unquestionably." You undermine the integrity of horse racing, and the maximum sentence she could give was four years, and she gave him four years. Wow. Good on her for saying those things. God, that's yeah. just so true because it's not just the horse. There's a human on top of that. Yep. And if there, something is masked at, at 40 miles an hour, the mask could come off. Yep. And that's exactly people right. get hurt. That's exactly right. And a lot have. You know, how many jockeys have been hurt? There have been a couple recently, actually. Um, so so good for them. Hopefully that uh, makes everybody pause a little. Uh, you know. I just, I mean, it makes me sad to think of people going to prison, but it doesn't make me sad to think of bad people, you know, going to prison. I feel weird clapping because I'm like, that sucks to do that, but maybe you shouldn't have been such a dirtbag. Well, apparently a lot of the other 30 who aren't as high profile as him also went to prison. So, oh, okay, he, he's not Good. the only one. She's send them all away. <laughs> oh, well, let's talk about something a little happier, and that's Kentucky <gasps> Performance Products. Uh, you know, they put out a great newsletter. If you don't get the newsletter yet, go. It is really good, actually. It's very informative. It's, it's awesome. Not just, not just advertising for their products. It's informative. Uh, and if you go to their website, kppusa.com, you can sign up there. They also have, I'm supposed to mention, the summer stickers. You know their, their oval stickers? They did one for us, right? Horse Radio Network sticker, the one year we were on tour. And you can get their summer sticker, which is very cool. If you collect their stickers, there's still some available. I'll put a link for that in the show notes. Basically, kppusa.com slash They cover my tack room door. There you go. And I know people put up on their tack trunks and stuff. They're really cool. And the, the summer one's really cool. But they put a fast facts thing in today's newsletter I saw. It was low sugar options that will entice your picky eater. So if you have a picky eater, but you don't want to give them high sugar stuff, like Scooter shouldn't have, or your <laughs> one of your particular horses shouldn't have, um, this is the suggestions they had in the newsletter. Commercial feed formulated for sugar-sensitive horses, and there's a lot of those out there. Shredded beet pulp, no molasses. Hay, and Jennifer feeds that. Hay cubes broken into pieces. We use hay cubes all the time. Um, and then she says you can add celery, strawberries, and cherries. Remove the pit as it's toxic uh, to the mixture to make it more appetizing. These fruits and veggies are low in sugar. We cannot get our horses to eat celery. They don't like celery. But strawberries and cherries. I've never tried cherries because they're so damn expensive. I wouldn't give them to the yeah, horses. I'm like, excuse me now. That's <laughs> Even me. strawberries are expensive. But have your, do yours eat celery? You know, I've never tried to feed one celery. I, yeah, to be honest, I saw those 
just to add to all the animals that I've talked about that I own today, I have a couple guinea pigs and they eat all the things, <laughs> the tops, they get the all strawberries, the, scraps. <laughs> the celery pieces, the carrot pieces. So I, I mean, but I don't give my horses treats really. So yeah, I've never tried celery. Yeah, so they, she's saying, you know, mix it in with their food. And also at, avoid adding candy, molasses, and sweet syrups. Use bananas, applesauce, apples, and carrots in moderation because they're all high in sugar. Uh, so there was suggestions that were in today's newsletter. So there is really good information in there. The other thing that my horse does like, uh, but in small quantities, he'll eat some of it. Scooter will eat uh, watermelon rinds. Uh, and I think it's mostly because he likes sucking on it because they're so full of juice uh he uh, will can eat horses bit. have the outer part like yes the... that's the part they're supposed to have oh uh, not the according inside to dr sugary. wendy that's really good for him there's apparently something in there for in chinese medicine that's really good for him so and not, again in not in not the whole watermelon rind <laughs> you know, a couple of here you go it's like have you seen the videos of them feeding the hippos yes the whole yeah, thing the whole yeah. watermelon no, here not, you go, buddy. probably not the best bet for your horse everything in moderation jamie everything in moderation <laughs> oh i can give him a whole watermelon cool <laughs> i'll take him in the garden scooter would really like the sugary middle part <laughs> he would yeah. really like that well i got we used to do this thing in stable scoop and most of you haven't heard it because it was years ago uh where professional writers would write stories and we'd put them together kind of in the rest of the story format where you'd have to guess the ending and there's one of them that came to mind as I was watching the Viking show. Remember, we talked about the Viking show I was watching. And I was watching it last night. And this Viking show is about the story of King Canute. And King Canute was a Viking king of England at one point. And while I was watching it last night, I remember a story we did years ago that had King Canute in it. And I went and looked through and listened to a bunch of them and finally found it. And I thought I would share that with you this morning. It's called A Lady's Horse. And it was written by Gail Stewart. And it had, you'll all be familiar with it and are going to be surprised that it's actually true. And now it's time for the first The Rest of the Scoop, which is our storytelling segment, which leaves you guessing until the end who or what we're talking about. This first one was written by Gail Stewart, and it's called A Lady's Horse. We hope you enjoy these brand new segments as much as I've enjoyed reading them and recording them. I hope you enjoy hearing them. Let me know what you think. A Lady's Horse by Gail Stewart. Back in the day, and I mean way back in the day, in the middle of the 11th century, there lived a lovely young equestrian. She rode her horse about town and country, speaking to farmers, bakers, hat makers, and those of poverty of purse. She was a noble woman of means and modesty and a landowner. One of her properties was Coventry, a farming village about 95 miles west of London. And as the wife of Lefric, Earl of Mercia, she boasted the titles of Countess and Lady. Despite her upper-class status, she wasn't one to put on airs. Nobility in those days, as it is today, was highly regarded among commoners. They considered this lady one of their own. And so life moved along merrily in Coventry, until discontent knocked on the door of Earl Lefric, a powerful lord who ruled part of England under the Danish king Canute. One story says Lefric, hoping to please the king, imposed gregarious taxes on the citizens of Coventry, money which was sent to King Canute for his personal use. Another story says the people were protesting taxes on horses, a mainstay of life in the Middle Ages. In any case, the people of Coventry suffered under heavy taxes and wanted relief. Not surprisingly, they held no sway with Lefric. He turned a deaf ear on their pleas. But they were friends with his wife, a lovely lady of the land, and they did have influence on her. In turn, she has influence on the earl. Please, dear lady, can you help us? They begged of the pious gentlewoman. She vowed to help if she could. She cajoled, and she sweet-talked, and she flattered her husband. He turned a deaf ear to her as well. And the battle between man and wife began. Finally, in exasperation, according to tradition, he struck upon a peculiar idea, a solution to end his wife's harping. Okay, my wife and friend to all, I might lower taxes if you ride through the marketplace adorned only by a single garment, one of your own making. To Lefric's surprise, his genteel wife agreed. But she wanted something in return from her subjects. 
All of you, she beseeched, shutter your windows and do not watch me pass thus adorned. By this onerous duty, the Earl of Mercia will reduce your taxes. The appointed and highly anticipated day of her ride arrived. She washed and brushed her hair. A stable boy groomed her snow-white horse, meticulously combing his mane and tail, which were long and silky like the very hair that crowned the head of his mistress. And so the titled horsewoman, with her tender heart, let fall her bountiful tresses, a garment very much of her own making, and except for her face and legs, she was covered completely. Thus attired, she rode through Coventry on market day, and her subjects honored her. After all, they stood to benefit from her heroic act. They stayed indoors behind shuttered windows, all except one, a town tailor named Tom. And as she rode by, the scoundrel succumbed to vile temptation and peeped out. And the peeping Tom has been with us ever since. Legend says that heaven frowned on Tom's indiscretion and struck him blind or dead. Conversely, after his wife made good on their bargain and led a parade of one, veiled only by her long hair, Lefric had an epiphany. His heart softened, and he found religion. He reduced taxes and, with his wife, built a Benedictine monastery. So today, the medieval streaker we know as Lady Godiva. Whether her legendary ride is fact or fiction, she was, without a doubt, a real person. And what of her horse? He's been famous for almost a thousand years, starring in paintings and poems, parades and movies, and with Godiva as a prestigious Belgian chocolatier's logo. Perhaps he really did provide proper escort on an improper mission in merry old England, oh so long ago. Or maybe he simply squired Godiva about on daily errands. But the question lingers, what was the name of Lady Godiva's horse? His formal British name, sad to say, has been lost in the midst of time. But truth be told, some historians have been heard to call him Lucky. A Lady's Horse was written by Gail Stewart, author of A Hundred Horses in History, True Stories of Horses That Shaped Our World. You can find all of her terrific writing at 100horsesinhistory.com. Thank you to Gail. Well, coming up uh, tomorrow is the big Super Bowl of endurance. It's Tevis happens tomorrow, the 100-mile ride, and it's called the Tevis 100. And, of course, it is the Super Bowl. We talk about it every year. Karen it's the hardest be, one. Yeah, Karen will be on in a couple of weeks to give us the results. This year, we have 36 riders. That's a third of the total entries who are riding for the first time. Um, and it is much lower entries than usual. I don't know if it's the economy or what it is, but uh, they usually have 150, if I remember right, 150, 170, something that, and they have like 110 this year. So it is uh, a lot less than usual. Uh, Hal Hall, who is only one of two riders, the other one being Barbara White, who can say they have 30-plus Tevis belt buckles. He's riding again. 30 times finishing. You only get the belt buckle if you finish. So he's had 30-plus finishes, I think 32, and he's riding again this year. The number of junior riders riding is four. So we have four junior riders under 18. Now, if they, when you have a junior riding in endurance, they have to have an adult that rides with them, a companion horse. Uh So they have to ride with them the whole time. So if the adult gets injured or whatever, then they have to pick up another adult along the way. They can't ride by themselves. That's that's a rule. Probably good. Yep. Seven. (laughs) Where's my child? Lost in the woods. I don't know. (laughs) It's fine. Seven horses are taking the trail. For their fifth time this year. Wow. So that's pretty cool. And there are a total of seven Mustangs that are competing Ugh, this year. Awesome. So I don't know what the weather's supposed to be there. Um, it's hot everywhere. So let's hope it's not quite that hot there. Uh, it is a tough 100 miles. Uh, they have, tw- I think it's 24 hours to complete. Um, and, you know, obviously the winners come in in a lot less than that. But it take, it's God, a long day. Could you day. imagine how, I mean, I, I'm sure some of you can because you're, endurance riders but how much fitness you have to do to get ready for that yourself and your horse (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean think about it the average one's probably in the saddle 14 to 18 hours wow that's a long time and if you've seen some of the pictures we're talking on the side of very steep cliffs (laughs) so they go they don't stop it's not like they did not like the mongol derby where they 
take a break. Now, well, they do have a couple of vet checks along the way, which, yeah. which is an hour break, basically. Um, but the vet checks are their only breaks, and then otherwise they're going. It's, and, you know, it's usually at a, a walk trot. You know, it's at a slow trot or some of them at a fast trot. <laughs> so that's wow. going on tomorrow. You can go to Tevis.com and follow the dots. Just like in the Mongol Derby, you can also follow the dots at Tevis. So if you're a dot watcher, which means they all have GPS trackers, and you can follow the individual riders on the GPS tracker on the map they have there. So you can do that. Well, Uh, good luck to everybody. Yeah, good luck. Be safe. Um, All right. So let's explain what we're doing next. So this is a thing that people have been posting exciting moments in their life on Facebook. And we just thought we'd bring them to, um, to the radio to, to let you guys know well, what's going on. we have some creative writers that do it in a creative way. So. Yeah. Well, don't make me explain it. You explain it. Well, no, that's, I mean, no, that's, that's. I'm not a creative talker, so it's fine. <laughs> no, we have creative writers. So let's, Allison posted this and. Even the listeners or are, are auditors are commenting now that you should do dramatic readings. Apparently, they like hearing you do that. So, are you ready? Get your voice ready. ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Clear your throat. Ready? Imagine a really dramatic intro music. <laughs> the noise of a car woke me from a sound sleep. Odd. Why is someone out there this late? That old dirt road goes nowhere. Must be somebody drinking or doing drugs. I looked at the two dogs on the floor and they're sleeping. Nothing to worry about. I put my hand on my little dog and I snuggled in close and pet him as I drifted back into dreamland. The sound of a car door shut. I sat straight up in bed. My dog sat up from under the covers. What was that? I asked the dogs. They all stood up. The sliding glass door, loud in the silence of the night. Is that a bear on the deck? I hear the glass door slide again. The dogs charge out of the bedroom, barking, snarling at the intruder. I grab my gun, safety off, finger on the barrel, ready to slide onto the trigger. A flashlight peers into the house from the outside. I raise my gun. I pull the curtain back. What are you doing here, Dad? I almost shot you. (laughs) Apparently, my dad had called a couple hours earlier, and I didn't answer. And I'd gone to bed earlier and he got worried. And he drove two hours to get to my house in the woods. We sat in the living room, chuckled about the whole ordeal and watched Star Trek until sleep crept back in. Star Trek. (laughs) There's a dedicated dad right there. Holy That's crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) And that, my friends, is why I don't have guns in my house. So I can't shoot (laughs) my parents as they come and check on me. (laughs) Because there's a couple times my in-laws, they only live a mile away. It's been sketchy. What are you doing here? <laughs> Chad comes in at all hours of the night, too, so you'd probably end up shooting your husband. That's true. That's true. I would. <laughs> yeah, this is quite a story. It would scare the crap out of you. <laughs> I always tell Chad, I'm like, don't surprise me, because I do have a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think, yeah, it'd be tough to get to sleep after that. It really would. But oh. yeah, I, well, I don't know too many dads that would drive two hours to check on them. Oh my gosh, that's intense. Yeah. Yeah, Good daddy. Good job, dad. Good job, dad. All right. Well, thank you for writing that, Allison. Appreciate that. All right. So there was a post uh, in the auditor room that caused me to go down the rabbit hole. And I got to looking at Reddit. (laughs) Reddit. Reddit. Let me read this post that inspired this. Okay. And it is an article about like the things, like deal breakers that girls do that don't date that girl for what they do. And one of them was horseback riding and there's comments underneath it of why they selected it. And one is she will drain every last cent you have buying horse stuff. And trust me is expensive. Listen, I can get my own crap. Okay. I don't need you. I don't need your help. Another one is a horse girl will never love you as much as she loves her well, that horse. That's true. There's and no this argument is about true. that. <laughs> you you know can't what? argue with that one. Man up. What are you, a baby? <laughs> like, do you need me to hold your hand every five minutes? Oh my God, you're so handsome. I love you so much. What, well, are you threatened by an animal? There's Listen. certain girls that like that. Horse girls are not like that. 
Yeah, no, I, but if, if, if you need somebody to stroke your ego and tell your manhood that it's intact and all that, then you need to find yourself somebody who is like that. But don't you come up to me and tell me I'm not spending enough time with you because I like my horse more than you. What Do you really want to know the truth? I don't think so. <laughs> Amazing. The, the last one was just stupid. My friend bought his girl a horse transporter. You even need a special license to drive it. Well, your friend is generous and stupid. And bought a really okay? big trailer. <laughs> and you must have bought a really big trailer. <laughs> so uh, the, I, f- I went down the Reddit rabbit hole. There was this post that started, I've dated two horse girls in my life and both ended up very similar. Nay. Uh, which I thought was clever. But anyway, the comments under it were worth it. Here's some of them. Yep, spent a lot of time at the stable, and I don't even like horses. I don't dislike them, but I don't trust those twitchy swear word. Um, Right. It's like their natural response. Some of these are very true, though. It's like their natural response to a slight surprise to kill whoever is around than themselves. (laughs) My mom loves horses, but admits that they are basically designed to kill themselves the moment you look away. That is true. I mean, there is a lot of... It's like horses and toddlers have a lot in common. They're just constantly trying to die. She's not wrong. I, too, love horses and admit this. As an old neighbor used to say, they also eat money and crap work. Yes, they do. Uh, put a horse in a padded cell in a straight jacket, and they'll figure out how to kill themselves <laughs> by biting their tongue and bleeding to death or whatever means necessary. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Raising kids ain't much different. That is true. There you go. Yep. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The term healthy as a horse is incredibly ironic, considering they can't even throw up on their own. If they ingest something they shouldn't, they need and need to throw it up. Well, they just die instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Maybe it's please where- burp. Just burp. <laughs> Maybe it's where that saying comes from. All horses are healthy because the sick ones kill themselves. <laughs> Tw- last one on that comment. 1,200 pounds of muscle and they spook at leaves. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> a lot of those truth and a lot of those. What is a suitable gift for a female friend who loves coffee and horses? Here are a couple of comments. A mug with horses on it, surely. How many mugs with horses on it has you gotten gifts from gifts that are not horse people? Bring them on. I love it. You, you, you're still <laughs> collecting it. your horse mugs? I love it. Buy her coffee. Horse stuff is stupid expensive. <laughs> <laughs> gift certificate. Gift certificate. A horse-themed coffee table book. How many of those I'm have good. we all gotten? I'm good. I'm, fl- I'm full up on coffee table books. <laughs> and run. This will be the most expensive girlfriend ever. <laughs> <laughs> Horse girls have a stigma, or yeah, it's supposed to be stigma. It says sigma. Horse girls have a stigma. What would be the male equivalent to the horse crazy girls? You want to hear some of the answers to that? Yeah. Dudes obsessed with cars. I think that's a pretty good one because uh, Jennifer's brothers are, are obsessed with cars. He has a shop that's enormous, and it's filled to the rafters with car stuff, and he's out there all t- hours of the day and night. So car, true car dudes, they'll spend all their time doing cars. Snowboarding guys. It's expensive, high-maintenance activity that requires a bunch of specialized expertise and equipment that can't be done just anywhere. Sounds a lot like horses. Uh, taxidermy. Yeah. That's weird. Just... <laughs> I love the next one. Do people, like, obsess with taxidermy? Well, once you're a taxidermist, I guess you're doing it all the time, and you have those chemicals and smell in your house all the time. Uh, theater improv acting. Hey, I resemble that remark. That was my <laughs> Hunting. Yeah, that hunt- hunters are hunters. Boating. Yeah, that's the one that's probably oh, more expensive than horses. And video gamers. Yeah. Workout fanatics. Yeah, your true workout fanatics. And the final one that resembles my house. Please, Glenn, what is it? Golfing. Oh, my God. Because golfing is the one that takes longer. A round of golf takes longer than riding 10 horses. You know what? I'm going to go to the barn. You go play golf. I'll get home, I'll do all the things, go to bed, and you'll still be playing, playing golf. golf. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, I really liked having the country club membership. He had one for a little while. And he's like, because then I can just go play and like come home in a couple hours. But now that he doesn't, he gets invited to play golf. And it's like eight hours. It's eight hours. Yeah, because it's you've got to get crazy. your money's worth. So you have to play yes! the whole 18 round holes. Exactly. <laughs> he used to go play nine holes and come home. Yeah. Now that he has to pay for 18, he's going to, by God, play 18. I have a confession. I used to play golf. 
I was sucked. I was terrible at golf. Uh, but I used to play it because all I was in investments. All my you friends know. played golf, right? Yeah. And then the company always had golf outings. So you had to go play with the golf outings. But it was just when I got to about hole 12, I was done. Uh, if for me, if golf was nine holes, that was it. It would have been perfect. You're out of there. You can go to the bar. You're happy. But that, that second nine holes, oh, that just sucked. I hated. That. <laughs> but I, I tell you, I'll uh, I play nine, and then in the last nine, I'm just gonna throw it. Yeah, yeah. Can I just throw it. Oh, by the last hole, I was throwing it. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> when I worked as a, in the restaurant, this is when I was really young, probably 1920, when I worked at the restaurant. Um, there, I worked at night shift, so I worked 11 to 7 at night. And the other cook that was there was an avid golfer. So we'd get off at 7 in the morning after working all night, and he'd insist on going playing golf. He's a cool guy. But the other thing he insisted on was walking. It was a mountain course on the side of a hill, and he insisted on walking all 18 holes. By the time I got done, I could barely get my clubs to the hole. I was so <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> he would not take a cart. That was punishment. Anyway, there you go. I'm sure you all have some you could add to that list <laughs> but on oh, both yeah. sides. On both sides. Hey, auditors, tell me what, what's the hobby that you couldn't put up with? You dated a guy, he had a hobby, and you couldn't do the hobby. I, so, I want to know uh, that. I have a list of guys that I wouldn't date. No, but do you want to hear because it? of the hobbies? Well, sort of. Um, so, you, you know, you live and learn. And there's Definitely an explanation behind all of these. And no offense to any of these people, but I wouldn't date you. So the first one was That's lawyers. They, they probably wouldn't date you either. So. Yeah, I know. It's fine. It, it, lawyers. lawyers. I, I worked for a lawyer and like it was just the, so intense and so high stress and so just like, ugh, it was just too much. Lawyers, um, professional wrestlers. <laughs> I didn't even know that was an option. That's a story. There's a story in there. Yeah, somewhere. I bet there is. <laughs> uh, and the third was Mets fans because <laughs> they're the Mets. And I'm sorry, I can't. Like, my husband is well, a Well, you Giants used to work fan. for the Braves. So, I mean, I'm a yeah. Braves fan, but I've been a Braves fan since I was six. Like, that's one cool um, memory that I have is going to Braves games and sitting in the outfield and watching Dale Murphy. It's just like, this is the thing. So, Braves, but my husband is a Giants fan. And so, but, but I don't want to hate the Giants. Like, but I hate the Mets and the Mets fans. And any of you listening. Yankees? Yankees? Could you date a Yankees I, I, fan? I can date a Yankees fan. That's American League. Is But the Mets, <laughs> uh, they used to come to the stadium, be drunk, idiots, and just like. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to date a Cubs fan either, but it's not as adamant as Mets fans. Sorry. Sorry, Mets fans. <laughs> All right, let's do some really bad ads. Right after Sorry, these professional words, wrestlers. Right after Sorry. these words from a couple of our sponsors. Even under the best circumstances, travel is stressful for horses. We've all been there, stuck on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. You can make the journey knowing that US Rider is there for you. Get peace of mind on the road with US Rider's nationwide 24-7 roadside assistance coverage for both you and your horse. Join today at usrider.org. You can enjoy your favorite equine videos all in one place with Ride TV, the ultimate equine streaming platform. The newly relaunched Ride TV has all the series you love, like Cowgirls and Ridiculous Ranches, plus top-tier training videos and event footage from BailRacing.com and Horse and Rider On Demand. Whether you're ready to relax with your favorite series, binge-watch competition footage, or train with a world champion, subscribe to Ride TV today for only $19.99 to see where your ride takes you. Visit RideTVGo.tv to subscribe. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. What's his name, the guy who sings that? Dan? Dan Roberts. Dan, we got to get him back. I don't even know what he's up to. 
I know. Last time we talked to him, we were interviewing him, and there are cows mooing in the background. We got to get it back on again. He was always a trip to talk to. <laughs> All right, time for really bad ads. That time of the week when listeners submit ads uh, from Craigslist or Facebook, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. We have literally done probably 10,000 of these over the years, and we give away prizes every month thanks to horselovers.com. You're home to 120,000 horse items for you, the barn, anything to do with horses. They have it. Horselovers with a Z dot com, and they provided these prizes. We're going to give them away today. So Yay! I'm going to have to, I didn't have the auditors do this. I totally forgot. So you're going to have to pick the winning numbers. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, the first prize we have is a Perry's leather with twisted leather halter and matching lead, a total value of $218. These are wow. really nice leather halter. And actually I got a, we got to get a new halter for scooter, new leather halter. And I got the twisted one. I really like it actually. Uh, it fits him well too. It's hard to find halters that fit his size head, which is kind of in between Cobb and Pony and just weird head. So I got this and I love Perry's leather. It's it's some of the best out there. They're Amish made and they are terrific. All right. So uh, let me get up the spreadsheet. So I have a spreadsheet of everybody that submitted um, and it's between one and 326. Now, let me mention that if I pick you, you can totally credit me. But if I don't pick you, you can't be mad at me. That's right. It's not her fault. (laughs) Uh, And I randomized these so they're not in alphabetical order. Let's go with 42. 42. For the first time in your life of doing this, you're right where I was on the page and I don't have to scroll. So congratulations. Dang it. Allison Brisberg. Allison wins the Perry's Leather Halter with matching Ooh, lead. Congratulations, it's Allison. It's Allison Day. She's the one that wrote that story. She is? Same Allison? Same Allison. Oh, wow. Well, good job, Allison. <laughs> See, if you con- if you contribute to the content of this podcast, we give you prizes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what will happen? Uh, well, I'll tell you that in a second. Let's give away the second one. So we have the uh, – did we ever s- determine how to say Tabello? Is it Tabello? Tabello Western Prize Pack. Worth $336. You get a brow band, split reins, breast collar, and contoured pad. I mean, this is this is an expensive item that you're going to win. And uh, you're going to pick a number between 1 and 326 and not whatever number you just picked. Okay, what are you on right now? I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play let's that get, game with you anymore. Let's get 326. <laughs> just suck it. <laughs> you want 326? Yes. All right. Oh, my God. Lorene. Lorene Barton. Yay, Lorene. Now, Lorene should win every once in a while. She submits every week, and she reads most of them, so she gets double credit. So congratulations, Lorene. I hope she rides Western. I think she does, actually. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know I don't what know. she does. We'll have to check well, it out. But uh, Lorene, if, if you can't use this, then uh, give it to Jamie because she now rides Western. So. I, I now have a Western horse. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which I never thought That's I'd awesome. see in my lifetime, to be honest. Well, I haven't done much. Congratulations, guys. You'll hear from horse lovers. Usually takes a week or two, but they'll write to you at your email address and get you all set up with whatever size and whatever you need. So they'll get your address and stuff. So congratulations. Now, the the ones who submitted today will count. We have new prizes that I'm going to announce next week. I already got them in. So the ones that submitted today will be in there for the new prizes as well. Uh, we won't have time to get to you all. So Amy, Allie, Jean, and Reed will get you, you are entered, but we just didn't have time to get to. So now what happens if you submit your own voice doing the ad? Okay. So here's how it works. If you send us an ad, and you send it to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. We will enter you, even if we don't read it, you're entered in the prize. Now, if you read it on the phone, like you use a voice memos and you email it to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com, already having been read, you get double the entries. However, if you read it into your phone in an accent that is other than your own, then you get triple the injury. Which I think Loreen might have tried on one of the ones from last month. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's her accent is great enough as is. <laughs> All right, Sarah sent this one in. She read it. Hi, this is Sarah with a really bad ad. This is from Triangle Area Equestrians in North Carolina. It is a six year old semi green OTTB, done a little bit of everything, but a lot of nothing. Dressage. Schools Shows first and schools second. Eventing. Green as grass. Jump height or spook is not the issue. He gets too spicy between jumps, so they stay small till he can stay calm the whole time. Hunters. 
some experience, but can be fast in hunters. Spice and abilities all depends on what you ask for. Here's the best part. Can pack around a complete beginner walk trot, but will add spice in second level dressage movements or large fences. Not enough to unseat a experienced rider. Hope you enjoyed it. It's wow. a cute one. Thanks. I want, I want that horse. Sounds so fun. I love the word spice. I don't think we've heard that used before. It makes it sound tasty and like you'd want to get this horse. Uh, no, not to me. It sounds like, you know what, as long as you don't ask it anything, it doesn't do anything. But the That's second right. you ask for something, it's going to do extra. Extra. You're going to get a bonus with that horse. All right. Caitlin sent in the next one. This is from the Facebook page, Massachusetts Horse People. So it's like Boston. Boston accent, Massachusetts. I can't really do that one. Yeah, I can't I do it either. S- I live there. <laughs> <laughs> I am in search of a horse that is young, but not too young, with the height of 15.2 hands, or preferably taller, and a well-built physique. The horse should be suitable for both Western and English riding styles. My budget is between zero dollars and fifteen hundred. <laughs> I am budget zero dollars, man. I love um, how when you can't do an accent, you always go to Lorene's. I do. I can't <laughs> help it. It's a car in the park. Okay, I'm in search of a horse that is young, but not too young, with a height of fifteen two hands, preferably taller, taller, <laughs> and a well bit built physique. So basically, they're like, sorry, it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassing myself right now. Sorry, Boston. Uh, the horse is um, I'll give English, you a triple credit for trying. Western. 15 hands, well-built, good confirmation, well-trained between zero (laughs) dollars. Yeah, they're really hoping it's closer to zero than 1,500. Casey sent the next one in our trailer of the week, which is our typical round two. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Round fronted two horse trailer. Let me read the description. Stock trailer project. This is in Winfield, Missouri. Uh, started off as a two-horse straight-load trailer and was redoing it and converting it into a small goat trailer. Lost interest and bought a bigger one, and this one has been sitting around, was going to convert it into maybe a round bale feeder for cattle, but I don't have the time. This person has a lot of plans and never gets to them. Could be used for a lot of things still or made into something. (laughs) No title. I was waiting to get it all done before I took it to the state for a title. I have before pictures of when it was still usable as a horse trailer. Does that even matter at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I have this thing that used to be nice, but I've ruined it, yeah. and I would yeah. like to show you what now, it you used can buy to it. like. Yeah. <laughs> Located in Winfield, Mass. So this is what happened was he took all the panels off the front. So it's basically just the shell now. The bottom's totally rusted out. He never put the panels back on the front because, of course, he admitted he never got back to it. Uh, so basically, this is a dis- it's a dis- it's an emboweled horse trailer. That uh, you're it's like if you took all the sheet metal off of a horse trailer and you left the skeleton. Yes. It's like pulling <laughs> the skin is. off of an animal and seeing the bones. Actually, <laughs> probably if you put the round bale in the in the middle of the back, it would kind of ask, act as a hay net the way it's set up. <laughs> so, and then don't do that. Here don't do is that. all the animals trying to die. Yeah, don't do that because <laughs> you'll need tetanus shots. And the one redeeming thing about this trailer that is better than most of them we see is the tires have air and they're not completely covered in weeds yeah it's on there it's actually on pavement i think so they're they're trying i you know i always drive by those places that have like nine broken down cars out front yes and and chad and i always discuss this because i have a theory and the guy like gets a car the girl gets a car and puts it in his yard, gets a cab, puts it in his yard. See, now I got it. Um, does that, and then I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix that up, and I'm going to give it to the grandbabies. And then somebody else has another car. And, you know, I'm going to fix that one, too. And eventually, there's so many cars to fix out front. They just don't do anything but collect cars. So this is like one of those collectors. do you ever watch trailers. American Pickers? That's the story of every place they go to. My aunt and uncle were on American Pickers. Oh, really? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, they were. <laughs> was it one of those houses where the, the barn that's completely full of stuff to the rafters and the guy says, yeah, this is a project. I can't sell this because I'm still going to work on this. And he's like 95. <laughs> like, 
a whole episode, and most of it was my uncle going, "I'm not going to sell you." Not going to sell you that. I'm not going to sell you that. I think those two, the two guys in American Pickers, have kind of like divorced now. Um, they're not. I don't think they're together. It's probably because they fought so much over my <laughs> uncle's crap. Was it Georgia? Please tell me. It was uh, Florida. 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 Okay. Of course, Florida. And he's a hoarder. Yeah, my, no, well, so my aunt and uncle, um, they are antique collectors, ah. and they've been collecting antiques. And he was a doctor, so he would buy a house and they would fill it up with antiques. And then they would buy another house and have to oh shop for God. antiques and then buy another house. And, and they probably have five or six homes in Florida full of antiques. Well, why, and the though? picker, it's just what they did. It's just what they did. They had money the and they liked antiques. Uh, no. I, and, and as a child, you would go in their house and be like, don't touch that! <laughs> so you'd have to like sit on your hands in there, like, but don't spill anything on the couch because the couch is an antique. And so I guess my aunt and uncle went on the show and I watched it. And my my cousin, the son, was like, set it all up. And American Pickers come in there and they go to start shopping through. And my uncle was so visibly uncomfortable. And he's like 80. <laughs> And it was so uncomfortable and like wouldn't let them buy like anything. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way it is with a lot of these. So they end up walking out with two things. It's like, you have me paid for your gas. No, no. You know, you, what always surprised nothing. me was so expensive is signs for like, uh, for old gas signs and things like that, uh, that you hang on the wall and they're like thousands of dollars. It's like, yeah. Why? It's crazy. Why yeah, an X-Sign sign worth thousands of dollars? <laughs> all right. You got the next one, Faye. Sorry. The, we got on the tangent of American pickers. I forgot about that. Um, this one comes from your Faye. Yep. Um, I gave this one to oh, you. Oh, <laughs> this is fun. Thank you, Glenn. At least it's short. <laughs> Eight ear old Pal, me, no, gelding. <laughs> it's like one of the letters in their keyboard doesn't work. <laughs> I've rode R-O-A-D him four times. He does good, just needs some more weight. W-A-I-T. Put... On him before you ride him, very much asking a removing fee. He <laughs> is registered. <laughs> what letters are missing? It's like eight. I'm assuming it's uh, the oh my god, the <laughs> that pal me K N O W. I think it's supposed to say Palomino, eight year old oh. pal. Palomino. Maybe he was dictating. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was like talk to text and yes. like go to right Palomino. He goes, pal me. Uh, and the horse know. is skinny as a rail because I haven't fed it. He didn't put that in there. Oh, um, uh, hmm. no, they put, it needs more weight. Wait, wait. Do they know how, how you get more weight? <laughs> oh, they? my God. Just pay the removing right. fee. No soul. No soul. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Laurie sent this one in. Hi, Jamie and Glenn. It's Lori with a really bad ad from Family Friendly Horses in Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio. A nice one right here. 11-year-old QH mare. 15 hands. Super pretty mover. Hasn't been messed with for two years. Had a baby. But before that, she was a 4-H horse. Not Mm. sure how true that is, dot, dot. We got her a couple days ago, and she was confused. Wouldn't move (laughs) forward unless someone was leading her. Was told she needs front shoes, and she's currently barefoot, dot, dot. So her trot is off, and she's $1,000 written in, like, an odometer style. So she's a pretty mover, but she won't move. Have a great day. (laughs) So let me get this straight. And she's lame. You're selling me a feral lame horse for $1,000. Where do I sign up? Well, that last person bought it three days ago. Yeah, exactly. They really put some time into it. I hope they got... Enough out of the Ooh, extra. Maybe she bought it from this next one. Horses in North Dakota, Minnesota. We're well represented in the North today. Minnesota and South Dakota. Would somebody pay $1,500 for this horse if I trail train him? Don't waste. Don't want to waste my time if there are no other interest. Now, I, let me just get this 
Let me just point out that most of the words that you just read were misspelled. Yeah, but if I did that, I wouldn't be here all day. I'm no longer selling horses at a discount due to people literally reselling my horses for higher prices, saying they trained them, so now ruins discounts for everyone. I take time, and I put all I have into training my horses and would like to credit. I don't like being scammed. He is 13-year-old gelding, picks up feet is not hard to catch. As of right now, he is green broke, but not because he buck, but because he doesn't ride out alone. The best, he lets you ride maybe a couple of blocks away from another horse and then just stand still until the other horses are closer. Or if you turn him back to the horses, he will walk back right now. I am just getting him to go out alone, hoping to be in hollow South Dakota next week. Might ride him out there. That was all one sentence. <laughs> that was literally one sentence. And okay. all of it was misspelled. And you did them way too much justice. Because I kept thinking in my mind, he wanted all this credit for training horses, but yet he's talking about this horse he can't train. Uh-huh. Because it stops and won't move. And you he know can't what? train it, it to go. You know what, Glenn? It walks real good when it's walking back to, towards the other horses. <laughs> yeah, but it's just true. when you just walk them away. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to have to ride them out to CC Hollow in South Dakota next week. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I want credit for the training. It must have sold the other horse above. They sold him that horse three days ago. And then now these people have trained it's it. And they're selling for $1,000. He sold it for 500 <laughs> Oh, my God. Wow. All right. Uh, oh, this is Lisa from New Zealand. Hi, guys. It's Lisa from New Zealand. Hi, Hi, and Lisa. I am calling Hi. with a really bad ad because uh, probably rightly so. Jamie and Glenn pointed out the other week that uh, it's been a while uh, so I'm making up for it now. Um, my ad is from Facebook Marketplace here. Can we give her 10 points for actually listening her. to us and doing what we said? Because it I might know. be a first. <laughs> I'm so proud. New Zealand. And it has some punctuation and then none. So here we go. <clears throat> May consider a swap. 12-2 to 3-hand Welsh gouting. Currently out of work, has gone a wee bit feral, so need confident rider bring back into work. Have videos of him work. Always good to ride, just but jumping on ground. Unfortunately, doesn't like motorbikes, so at home my boys ride Motox. So it's Motox like Botox, but for motorcycle riders? I don't know. Anyway, so moving swiftly on. Uh, has been used in our riding school in the past. Dot, dot, dot. Now, I'm not being dramatic. Literally, it has a space between every dot. Hacked on roads. That's how it's written. Uh, likes a friend in his paddock, but fine out to ride on his own. Floats okay, but nervous without message uh, for more info. And so that's the end of the ad. I have some questions, um, but they only want two grand for this little guy. So maybe I'll check him out. Anyway, have a great day. Bye. She's buying that horse. (laughs) (laughs) You know how they have the drug disclaimers at the end of every commercial where they read real fast? If we ever need that done, she could do it for us. She's our guy. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa, you can read fast, let me tell you. I didn't even know what she was saying. I didn't either, (laughs) but uh, it sounds like she's buying it, so it doesn't matter. We'll get to know it soon. (laughs) The last one's coming up, but I have to have you do something. Scroll down and look at the picture before you read the ad. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's what I'm going to read right now? Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, should I describe the picture or read the ad first? Let's read the ad first. Okay. Meet Licorice. She is only two months old right now and is doing amazing with her training. Two months, people. She will be ready to leave the farm in September, and by then she will be well halter broke and saddle broke, also will have had kids on her back. She is a Jersey cross Holstein. She would be a great family milk riding cow or go to rodeos, parades, cow rides at fairs, and so much more. She will be at a wait, all caps. She will be at a point where anyone can finish her training. 
And once she is fully grown and fully trained, she will be worth six to 10 K when she is officially for sale. She will be selling for 3,500. Feel free to make me an offer. If you are really interested, she would be the very best therapy cow. (laughs) My last cat, my last trains cow is going to help kid with therapy. Is that a thing? I guess so. First of all, now you can describe the picture. <laughs> okay, so it's like the tiniest, cutest little black baby cow. It's two tied, months old. Tied to a fence with an English saddle on top of its back. And the saddle goes from about the withers to the tail. The stirrups are hanging down. To the ground. Is this a joke? I don't know. I hope so. I hope it's a joke. Give you know, we cow. talk about starting horses at two years old and that being an issue. I got to think it's pretty much the same starting a cow at two months old. Listen, I have been having Katie sent this in. Send me that ad because Katie, my I told you my husband and I have been having a discussion about homesteading and I have been canning vegetables and growing I a garden. Did, and, how, was it successful with your tomatoes? Oh yeah, it was awesome. I didn't even did how they pop? Did they pop a little? Yes, pop? everything yeah. popped. Okay. Of course, because I did it right. Because I YouTubed it. <laughs> and I, uh, but but Chad was like, and I have a bread maker. I've started making bread. I'm like killing it. Do you have it, a right? mother yeast? Uh, I have yeast that I bought from the store. <laughs> um, I don't know what a mother yeast yeah, is. I'm bread not, makers I, will know exactly what I'm talking about. I, I YouTube things, Glenn, and then I do them <laughs> and they work uh, because I follow instructions. And I realized that my husband made a joke the other day that he's like, wow, we have bread, vegetables, and we have, you know, eggs, uh, lots of eggs, eggs <laughs> lots of eggs. He was like, oh, the only thing we have to go to the store for is milk. And I was like, ah, I just heard an invitation to get a milk cow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. We're getting a cow. Well, is this like, a that boy is not or a girl? Oh, it's a she. So it's a there she. you go. It's licorice and she needs me. <laughs> she does need you. And look, she can, you can ride her already. She's only you two months. I'll, do? I'll send that. Pi- I'll save that picture to my phone and go down and tell Chad, we just got a cow. <laughs> 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 where I don't know where Rutland is. I have no idea where Rutland is. I know. That's what I'm saying. I need mm. the cow. Uh, you know, only take about three years before I can start milking her. So it'll be fine. Yeah. We can make it happen. And then you got to have a baby first, don't you? I don't idea. know. That's how it I'm works. I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Thanks for explaining that, Glenn. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'll help you out with that. <laughs> You're so helpful. Have a great weekend, everybody. Otters, hold on. After the show, can we talk about the birds and the bees? Because I have questions. (laughs) (laughs) Spade or Geld? Hold on, Otters.